Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to It's the Little Things Podcast. I'm your host, India. What's up? How you doing? I genuinely am curious. How are you doing? Of course, I can't actually hear you right now, so maybe just DM me, let me know. Um, but also, I'm glad you're here. Like, I really am, truly. Um, I There's just been so much that has happened since um, last episode that I didn't get the chance to talk to you guys to you guys about. So I'm really excited to kind of dig into that today and kind of update you on what's going on. Another fun, super cool, awesome update is next week is actually ITLT's one year anniversary. I can't even believe it's already been a year. Like that actually blows my mind. I think looking back, it's just so crazy to think that it's already been a year. That just is, that's crazy. That's insane. Like Thank you guys so much for sticking with me for this long. This is awesome. Um, But also, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go check that out because Ainsley just did a phenomenal job talking about healing and we just had such a great conversation. But on such a heavy topic, she was able to keep it lighthearted and real and fresh. So I love that too. It was just so awesome getting to talk to her. So I definitely recommend going to listen to that. Even if you aren't necessarily in a time where you're needing healing, it is an awesome thing to kind of here like just it, it really is great um also she did write a book called don't date a boo-boo dude so go check that out okay anyways stop i'm gonna stop self-promoting the last episode um but some things that went on okay first of all i'm in a sorority okay pick your jaw up you're gonna catch flies if that thing stays open too long okay yes i am in fact in a sorority um that never saw that coming I don't think anybody did. Um, But it is so funny that I'm in one now because it's just realizing how different they are than people kind of (laughs) perceive them, at least that I perceived them. Also, fair warning, Blue is chewing on a um, bone, so he might be a little loud and rowdy if you hear him. Just ignore that. Um, But anyways, yeah, so I joined a sorority, and gosh, it was a week-long process just humbling to say the least um it was (laughs) it was so crazy I um just had like a really long week it was really hard on me um my first day I got cut from most of the sororities um and it was really hard just come as a junior. And then also I actually in my get to know me video that I sent in it's like a minute long um they ask hey what's something that you prioritize. And I said, I prioritize my relationship with the Lord and I prioritize, um, my relationship with my friends and family and, um, found out later on that they recommend not talking about religion. Um, but then I was like, I was like, well, I'm not just going to not talk about it. Like that is a huge part of who I am. So I'm not just going to not talk about being a Christian just to get into a top sorority or what have you. Um, so that was kind of really revealing and just realizing that the whole process, whenever I would get cut, not, I'm not saying that they purely cut me for those reasons, but I know that that could be, could have been a factor in other houses. Um, so just like keeping in mind that there are just much bigger and better things going on than lying or hiding a big part of yourself to be seen as, valued and important by the public um 
that's something I kept having to remind myself. I was like, I'm going to be who I am. Like, I am going to be hilarious and nobody can stop me. And that was my biggest thing. I was like, I'm going to walk in and I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be joyful and I'm going to be enthusiastic. And I am going to talk about my relationship with the Lord. I mean, I talked about my podcast. I talked about everything that is important to me and the Lord is important to me. So I'm like, I'm not going to like sit back and hide that. And that's just something that I learned over, over time. I was like, I, for so long, my freshman, sophomore year, definitely in high school, I found so much value in how others saw me that a lot of times I would purposely not talk about my relationship with the Lord. And I would purposely avoid that conversation because I was like, Hey, what if these people aren't Christian? I was like, if they're not Christian, I don't want to offend them. And I think that that was my way of saying that I was ashamed to talk about my relationship with the Lord. Um, because if you really think about it, like me talking about something I'm passionate about, me talking about something that's a big part of who I am, and that's being a Christian and being a Christ follower, might I add, me being ashamed to talk about that is basically saying that I'm ashamed of the fact that Jesus died on the cross for me. Now, I know that sounds like completely outlandish. You're like, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Like, if I don't want to talk about the Lord in a conversation with the Starbucks worker this morning, like, that's just because there are just people that aren't Christ followers. Like, my instant thought is like, I don't want to shove my relationship with the Lord down people's throat. I don't want to shove my religion down somebody's throat. And that's something that the media has told us. That's something that people have instilled in our brains that if we talk about being a Christ follower, that we are shoving our religion down their throats. And I'm not sitting here trying to like totally tear people down, non-believers. That's not at all what I'm doing. I'm actually saying this for their benefit, believe it or not, um, that when you avoid a conversation about the Lord that comes up, you're actually taking away something so, so important, like literally eternal salvation. You're taking that topic off the table. Um, it seems so small. Like, when you when you think about it, you're just like, I just didn't talk about it with them this one time. Like maybe next time. Um, but then every time I think about it, I'm like being ashamed of talking about being a Christian and being a Christ follower and what you believe has been something that we have been told not to do. Like if you go on TikTok and you scroll for more than five minutes and you find a video of somebody talking about the Lord, talking about a verse, talking about something having to do with Christianity. You can read the comments and half the time it's going to be people saying, quit shoving your religion down your, our throats. Like, we don't care. We don't do this. And seeing that, there's this guy on TikTok. He is so hilarious. And his name is Will. I want to say Bogdan. I honestly can't remember his last name off the top of my head. But his name is Will. And he is so funny on TikTok. But he says, like, straight, just spits straight facts on TikTok. And... I love watching his videos. They're so funny, but they're so real. And it's just so interesting seeing his comments. He gets so much hate for sharing Christianity and talking about it on TikTok. People just constantly are just dogging him and saying all these nasty things about him. And he responded and just broke down all of it and was like, I get so much hate for this. But if you just look at what y'all are hating on, it just makes no sense. Like you're literally hating on 
me talking about something that I strongly care about. And that just blows a like blows me away. And that's a whole different conversation. But basically what I'm saying is going through rush has made me realize that a lot of times you want to change big parts of yourself to fit in and just feel valued by the the people that you're going into. I going into a new school is always diff- going into a new stage of life is always difficult because you want to be different and you want to you know first impressions are so important because you want people to like how they view you your first impression is usually how they'll view you the whole time you know them. And so for me going into rush I was like okay, who do I want to be? Who am I going to be these next two years at AM? Who am I going to be in a sorority? You know, am I going to be the fun girl that's just super accepting of everything and just all the things? Or am I going to be the girl that's, you know, hey, like super secluded? I want it to be the person that I walk into a room and the people around me know that I'm a Christ follower. Just by the way I'm acting, by the way I carry myself, by the way I talk to others. That was my goal. And only having like five houses to do that just kind of blew my mind. But that also gave me an opportunity to just really dial in and show them who I truly am. And by the end of it, I actually got cut by my top two houses. And I was so heartbroken, like so heartbroken. Um, It actually just, it was really frustrating because I was sitting there and I was like, why? Like, why is this happening to me? Can I get one thing that goes my way and that actually happens beneficial to me and that I don't have to continuously just have to convince myself that I'm okay and that this didn't hurt my feelings? It most definitely did. It hurt my feelings so, so bad. And so going going away from that, I did end up getting a sorority that was not my top choice and which is okay like I'm not that's okay and I've learned that that's okay because I'm realizing there are just so many people in this sorority that one that I will find community with and two that might need a friend and it's just so fun um to go into these new aspects but again I there's just so many things that I wanted to like change about myself and wanted to go in and say you know do I want to be that girl that's always talking about my relationship with the Lord? And that genuinely came to my mind. I was like, am I going to be so annoying and repetitive? People are going to hate me for talking about Jesus so much and being this person that's like overzealous and overjoyful. And I just like, how ridiculous does that sound? Like you're probably listening and you're probably like, that's so true. Like that's so dumb. Why would you think like that? But then you are sitting here and you realize sometimes that that's how you are. Like the main thing I've realized after moving to Texas A&M is how much somebody talking to you can change the entire trajectory of the rest of your day. And that has been such a huge influence on how I'm treating other people. So like, for example, um, gosh, at sororities, first of all, Rush was just so crazy, like borderline psychotic um with how many people I talked to how we were sitting in the heat all day you got up and you were awake all day long and you were dressed up and you were in heels and all the things um but it was so crazy to me because we (laughs) sorry there's weird noises outside um but we would talk to so many people during the day 
stop it, buddy. We would talk to so many people during the day about um, <gasps> who we are, what we're doing with our lives. Like, seriously, I don't know what is going on outside, but Blue is really get, getting rowdy over here. Blue, stop. Um, but it is so crazy to me um, with how many people I talked to, how many things we would do during the day. And it was just crazy to me that when one person, like, I would be sitting there. And honestly, you get talked out after a while. You don't want to talk to so many people. And it gets to the point where, I'm like, I genuinely couldn't have, a, like, a real and intentional conversation with somebody because I just talked to so many people. And it was all small talk. It's like, where are you from? What's your major? All the things. And it was just so, it, like, drove me nuts. But then it got to the end of the day, and I realized that I was just sitting there in not talking to anybody and I was just on my phone like scrolling to waste time and wait till my next party for rush and so it was just I got to the end of the I was like gosh like am I at all showing the love of Christ by sitting here and I know that sounds like such a stretch it's like you know but I was just thinking all these girls that were talking to me and were just asking me how I was, how I was doing, like, um, and I was like, I'm not doing that to anybody else. Like, these girls are coming up to me and talking to me, but I'm not going up and talking to them. And I just got, it got me thinking. I was like, how on earth am I going to show the love of Christ and show what it is to be a Christ follower if I'm not actually talking to anybody? Like, I'm so social, but I do not like actually walking up to somebody and having a conversation with like initiating the conversation. I am fine when somebody talks to me, but it's like the initiation of the conversation that I struggle with so much. And I got to the point where I just wasn't talking to anybody at Rush. Like they would they would talk to me and I would talk to them and I would do my best to try to keep talking to them. But I seriously, what's going on? Blue, please stop. I'm in the middle of something. Thank you. Um, but it's just, anyways, the moral of the story is at Texas A&M, it's so crazy to me because it's so different from Moorhead, my previous school. And it's so different in the aspect that you can sit down in class and somebody will just start talking to you. And that sounds like such a small, like a minor thing. Like, of course, yeah, you know, you're just talking to somebody. But after COVID, it just seemed like nobody talked to anybody. Everybody just got on their phone. And that just could be, you know, our generation. But everybody would just get on their phone. Nobody would talk. But I got to A&M and in every single class, the person next to me talked to me. And that honestly, it inspired me. I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I'm going to start talking to every single person that sits by me. I'm going to introduce myself. I'm going to get their name, even though I'm probably not going to remember it. I'm going to do my very best, but I'm going to get their name and I am going to talk to the people beside me because I'm like, I needed that so much. I needed people to talk to me and it honestly would change my day when somebody would have a simple conversation with me in class. And so I was like, how can I do that for other people? So even if I was like, I get so nervous that people are going to be like introverts and they're just going to not want to talk at all. And I'm like, what if I just ruin their day by talking to them? Name one person that has been like, oh my gosh, it was so annoying. I was in class and this girl or this guy would just was like, hey, what's your name? And introduced themselves. And then that was it. Like they just talk. Nobody says that. Nobody gets annoyed with that. Everybody wants to meet people. You have no idea who needs a friend. You have no idea 
who just needs a simple conversation to get through the day. And basically what I'm saying is there are so many people that have changed my perspective on so many things in the past two weeks since I've been back to A&M. And it has, I mean, genuinely changed my life because I've realized for so long that I am a Christ follower and people I definitely think nowadays from my actions people can tell but only after they know me so I was like how can how are people around me actually perceiving me when I'm sitting in class and I'm not talking to anybody and I'm just on my phone and I'm not giving anybody the time of day and I'm not getting in conversation when the teacher asks us to get in conversation like what is somebody's initial reaction they're just gonna be like oh, she's mean, she's in a bad mood, she doesn't want to talk to anybody. But if you are initiating the conversation and you're going out of your way to make it known that you care about a random person, like there, that is the difference, I, I believe, between being a light for the Lord and just being a Christ follower. Because that, and that's another thing. I say that at the end of every episode. Whoa! I say that at the end of every episode, and I realize that I actually haven't explained what I mean by that. And of course, it sounds self-explanatory, but when you really think about it, are are we actually being a light for the Lord in everything we do? Like, think about it. Are you being a light for the Lord in traffic? Like, if somebody cuts you off, are you sitting there getting so angry, or do you just wave and you're just like, no? Oh, okay cool and that that's like such a small thing or you know are you being a light for the lord when you go through the drive-thru and actually having a conversation with the person when they ask you hey how's your day being like mine's good how's your day and like actually caring it's everything like that those small things throughout the day those little things throughout the day that makes you a light for the lord and this isn't like a this isn't like a way for me to say you're doing everything wrong. This is a way to encourage you to change your perspective on life um, because our day-to-day is so important. You come across probably, especially at school, you come across easily over 100 people a day. And realizing that if you have a conversation with honestly only like 25 of them, that's 25 people that you just put a little put a little light into their day, put a little light into their life. And if you do that over time throughout classes throughout the year, do you know how much of a seed you just like that seed you just planted for the Lord? You have no idea the kind of impact that a single conversation can make. You have no idea the person that you're talking to might one day be sitting in their room thinking about how horrible their life is and then they realize that one time you had a conversation about them and you actually cared about what they had to say that you have no idea how much a simple conversation can change somebody's life and change somebody's day and that simple conversation can easily be the difference between somebody becoming a Christ follower or not believing in Christ ever ultimately the Holy Spirit is going to be the one that changes somebody's heart but you planting that seed of love and light and positivity and courage. I don't know why I said courage, but I guess a little bit like, I guess when somebody has been talking to me, it has given me the courage to just go out of my comfort zone and talk to other people. Ultimately staying in your comfort zone is the worst thing 
I think, honestly, that I think you can do as a Christian because your comfort zone is meant like there you name one time in the Bible where the Lord is like, Hey, I want you to stay in your comfort zone. I want you to stay in your comfort zone and just hang out and keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. I really don't want you to interact with anybody because honestly, nobody really wants to hear what you have to say. No, literally it's never, he's never said that. And he's never going to say that. Like you could, I, I basically what I'm trying to say is change the way you are perceiving yourself the Lord and your daily life. Okay. Because Jesus would walk up to that random person sitting by themselves in the lunchroom and go sit with them. Jesus would talk to the person next to him in class. I mean, he just would. And as followers of Christ, we are called to plant that seed and be that light for those people. So going into the rest of the week, be that light for somebody. Start that conversation. I challenge you to talk to, at le- introduce yourself to at least 10 or more people this week and actually have a genuine intentional conversation with them. Okay. So anyways, thank you so much for listening. Next week is our first one year anniversary. There's some awesome things coming up. So stay tuned, follow on Instagram, subscribe on here. But be a light for the Lord in everything you do. Really change your perspective and light up somebody's life through what the Lord is teaching us daily, okay? And then be the reason somebody smiles today. That simple conversation can completely change somebody's life. Bye. Thanks for listening.